This is Mike. And this is Drew. Welcome to the Mike and Drew at Mountain View podcast. It is January 15th, 2023. And we want to know, is social media helping or harming us? And we've got Brady Boone, who has really uh, done a lot of the heavy lifting of the equipment, getting it set up. He's here with us, aren't you, Brady? I am, right here. He's our producer. Finally, in the studio. <laughs> That's right. We've been recording without him, and he's get, he gets mad at us because we just kind of <laughs> hit go without adjusting any settings. Yeah, he, yeah. We we had sound coming out of both speakers on the first episodes, and you got it narrowed down to one. And finally, you guys are like, "What are you guys doing down there?" Just, just let me come in and just <laughs> just let me come in and fix it. So instead of it being, we normally record on Wednesdays. Today's a Sunday afternoon. It's a Sunday afternoon, and if this is a day in the life, then. You know, I get up and I get the parking lot ready, unlock the church, people show up, we fold bulletins, we talk about prayer requests, and then greet people as they come in. Brady comes in, sets up the GoPro up front, uh, checks the sound system, make sure my batteries and my microphone are changed, and then we go right into the service, and then following up with needs we heard about in the service, and then I got a quick break. I went out to lunch with a group of congregants, which was really fun. They paid for my lunch, which was awesome. Yeah, and they take care of us here. And my yeah. mother-in-law's visiting, so I walked over to the parsonage, saw her off for about 20 minutes, and then I came back over here uh, to follow up with some uh, all the things I was told about at church, to get those on the calendar, prepare for a Bible study meeting. I'll have it right after this podcast is done to talk <laughs> about future Bible studies. And then at 6, have an actual uh, Drew and I, and uh, Boone's and Edmondson's will be leading the children and youth study tonight and so it's uh this is a day in the life this is just what it is stop that's true went went straight to lunch with the with the family and then went home and made some content for the church actually that's right uh, i'm back here making some more you're literally in the middle of uploading the sermon from today so well um this is uh we're going to split this up into two categories what did you say they were going to be so i wanted to i feel like social media is such a vast thing that we wanted to go from on one end, content creation, but then on the other end, content consumption. And so everyone creates content if you're on Facebook and posting photos. That's content. And so, but also, Brady has his own YouTube channel. I've actually, I gotta admit, I've never seen your YouTube channel. I'm so sorry. I can't believe you're not it. subscribed yet? I can't believe it. Brady, I'm I want, so sorry. I, I want to let you know I am a subscriber, but I also need to be honest and say I haven't watched any content in like a year. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Well, that's the thing. I haven't made anything in a year. Oh, there it is. It's oh, that's crazy. Close. close call. We're good. I remember he, he was talking about, he saw one of my videos and then I was talking about it later and he's like, I, I know exactly what video you're talking about. <laughs> we watched it with the kids and everybody. Yeah, the SpongeBob. Like, like yeah, the, yeah, that was the, mine. Nice. So let's just go right into it. And that is our, one of the issues out of content. Of course, we're creating content literally right now. It's true. Right. Uh, which will probably be shared on social media. But one of the um, sub-points to this is a concern with our children becoming content. And that can open up so many different conversations, but at the very least, uh, we're asking is the photos and words that are being said, special moments that are being had as a family, are they just becoming content, or are they perhaps just a way to share memories and share special personalities what are some thoughts on creating that kind of content? I mean, I feel like, so I watched a lot of TikTok. I actually deleted TikTok because I felt like I was consuming too much content, but we'll get to that later. But a lot of things coming right off of Christmas, I saw a lot of kids 
videos of kids on Christmas morning either absolutely going crazy because they got the best present ever or bursting into tears because they got socks again. And in both of those instances, it's like, if we if we sit back and think about it, it's a little weird that I, a stranger, get to watch that sort of content on TikTok when it should be, that should be like a private family moment that's like really intimate and meaningful, um, but kind of turning into content that may or may not be monetized kind of takes some of that meaning out of it. It, it makes it feel cheap. Sure. Uh, Brady, do you remember America's Funniest Home Videos? Oh, love it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> oh, when you're it. talking about that, some of what I think about is some of the content is sensational content. And, right. it's, you know, there's an injury or there's a great disappointment or something funny happens. And that content is almost like America's Funniest Home Videos where you're all laughing or viral video. But that's not. I know that's not all you're talking about. You are talking about things that are a little more precious and a little more personal and sometimes like regular day-to-day stuff that like doesn't necessarily need to be shared. Like absolutely. It's cute. It's like, Oh, that kid like, you know, got a a banana and he was so excited about his banana on Christmas morning. It's like, that's weird. Right. Like box, like a kid opens the box and he's like, I want the box more than the toy. Well, uh, (laughs) so we, so we, you had me thinking about this and I looked at a study published just less than a year ago by the Mayo clinic. They labored the point Uh, about the health and harm of social media. And for the health, they said social media allows teens to create online identities, communicate with others, and build social networks. These networks can provide teens with valuable support, especially those who experience exclusion or have disabilities or chronic illnesses. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. As a a teenager myself, like I had my friends, but I think I also was able to experience seeing my friends online when you know i mean especially during covid well we covid's a whole nother beast Um, but it but it's a part of what why we're sitting here in 2023 talking about it because it uh whatever issues were existing beforehand became astronomical issues because of the isolations lockdowns uh brady talk to us about as as a teenager going through the pandemic and to where you are now and how that's impacted your use of creating content for social media. I think the, like the whole, all the social media stuff was really, it was helpful during COVID cause we were allowed to, we're still able to gather for class, of course, with zoom. I don't know who, yeah, zoom class who uses that anymore, but it was, it was a good tool to use and still being able to connect with friends. Like Drew yeah. said, playing, playing games, even back in middle school, even when you didn't get to see him, you couldn't drive in middle school, but yeah. you could still hang out with your friends and play with them. It was enjoyable. So you saw the benefit and the health of that, and you yeah. guys could kind of create inside jokes. Still, is, and have still is you can get the good or the bad. You kind right. of choose, yeah, but they're both like, they're both out there. It can be good and bad. You can't only have a life online, like you said. You know, having teens create alternate identities. We talked about identity a couple of weeks ago, um, but it's like you can't only have that. You also need something real, something tangible, you know, like shake your friend's hand, look them in the eye, have conversations, laugh. It's totally different. I mean, it's really important to me now as we make this content that we're all sitting in the same room. I can look at you. I can look at you. Right. Um, When you're online, it's totally different. I mean, it's kind of the same, but it's, there's this level of disconnect that you really need. Humans need connection. Yeah. We need connection. And even if a virtual connection uh, enhances a, a personal connection, 
it cannot replace it. And this is where the harm comes in. The same study I'd mentioned earlier from um, February of last year from the Mayo Clinic concerning the harm of social media for youth said how said social media use can also negatively affect teens, distracting them, disrupting their sleep, and exposing them to bullying, rumor spreading, unrealistic views of other people's lives, and of course, peer pressure. And we could run any one of those rabbit trails. So you say true. You give that 100. Yeah. I mean, have you experienced these kinds of things? Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking about TikTok earlier. I deleted that a while ago. Yep. I mean, honestly, like it was, I think it was two weeks ago now. I was up to like three in the morning, like three nights in a week. And I was like, okay, this is a problem. I can't do this anymore. Like I need to sleep. So it's, it's tough. Um, I've heard, I think Bo Burnham, who's a comedian, was talking about social media and he was like, you know, why would a kid sleep when he's got everything ever at his fingertips? Like between that and sleep, why would you ever pick sleep? Yeah. Well, and as an adult, I can just tell you if I uh, have, you know, I get, I'm awakened in the middle of the night for an issue and I, uh, the adrenaline starts pumping, either I get a phone call or something happens with the kids. I'll go out in the living room, get a bowl of cereal. <laughs> And I go down the YouTube rabbit trails oh, yeah. of car crash videos and oh, been there. whatever. 2 a.m. YouTube is fantastic. It's it, a great place to be. It is. But then all that blue screen time, if you will, yep. on the phone or on the television and the mind, the way it works, it, it it's uh, it's unhealthy. And then I, I think about Olivia and I's kids and I, I go, okay, what can we do as parents to help uh, encourage them to use these tools because they are wonderful? but also to set up guidelines for themselves, such as screen time, such as certain parameters of times of the day. But also, I know that's not really what we're talking about. What we're talking about is narrowing it back down to the content they're willing to share about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think when we talked the other week about identity, um, I think it's really important we are honest online. When we're creating content, we don't want to be um, people who put out a certain image that is not the reality. Um, I mean, I even remember, like, there was a trend where a a person would go to their family members and they'd say, oh, my gosh, this celebrity died. And it, it's hilarious. Like, it's so funny. But you step back and think, and you're like, wait a minute, that's like straight up lying. Like, that's not a good thing that, that we should be doing. And so, you know, think about it, it's It's kind of funny to gaslight people, you know, online for content. But is it really beneficial? Is it helpful? We need to stop, step back and think about these things before we engage with that, you know? What do you think about that, Brady? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Well, cool. I, yeah. A part of our role, you know, all of us here, because, you know, uh, Brady, while you, you're kind of bringing up the head of all the youth and children at this church, no pressure. You're, you're doing like, great. You're doing great. Yeah. You, you, you and Beck are like the examples, you know, of who our kids are looking up to and, you know, they're role models. And you're already, you are already a part in many ways of leading our kids. You help direct different things and you, you know, your example and your kindness and presence is all uh, meaningful to them and to us as parents. And a part of our collective responsibility in this room and at this church is to protect these kids, you know, not to create a bubble, not to helicopter over them, but to uh, give them guidelines and 
expectations to live in, because Jesus didn't mince any words in Matthew 18.6 when he says, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. So there's a huge, no pun intended, there's a huge weight (laughs) attached to this responsibility. And in Jesus' mind, if we are doing anything that would cause these kids to stumble, and I would say that's being absorbed in the world of social media and being lost in it and being defined by it, then his wish for us in that case is it'd be better for us to die than to harm these kids. And so that's a part of our role and the part of what we want to do with this podcast is think about the content. Are our children becoming content? What kind of content are we putting out? So what would be the goal of something like this, a church podcast? We've talked about this before. Well, I don't know. It's tough because, like, we, as much as, like, I love talking theology and stuff like that, we don't wanna, we, we don't want to get too t- churchy, you know? Because, I mean, like, what do you think about this? So, like, your friend, you know, posts a Bible verse on Instagram. What does that do for you? Sometimes you just read it. Other times you just keep... Keep right. clicking. It, it, I, and I appreciate the sentiment. I think it's so helpful sometimes. Yeah. But you just kind of, oh, yeah, Bible verse. Okay, next. Yeah. And so it's like. Everybody's how, attention span is 10 seconds. Exactly. And so how do True. we how do we build something that's like a little bit more deeper than that and maybe even more engaging than that? Not that the Bible is not engaging, but like there's a connotation sometimes. If you're not a Christian, you're like, oh, Bible. Nope, no thanks. So how do we. How can we create content that's good for the everyday person who's maybe not been to church or not been to church in a while at least? I think sometimes with people that'll post something like that, some people just swap right over it because cause the person acts the complete opposite yeah, way good point too. Right. other times. Yeah. Other stuff that they do completely contradicts a Bible verse or something positive that they would post and they're like, they don't really mean that, so why do what do I need to read it for? Yeah, I mean, we talked about before we started recording today, um, we talked about how I always end the podcast with eat your vegetables. I'll be honest, not been eating my vegetables lately. That's right. (laughs) right. I'm not living out what I'm preaching. But now how far do you take the vegetables? Because if they are boiled and mashed like, you know, potatoes, then we're good, right? We don't need The health is a whole nother podcast. Fine. (laughs) Fine. And have we're, me back on that one. I love love me some good vegetables. But here's here's my question right now: Is Taco Bell even on the food pyramid? I'm not sure. Brady, uh, I like Taco Bell. But Brady's I'm not sure. Brady's not even sure at all. I'd say negatory on that one. <laughs> negatory. <laughs> I, I think I think Doctor Boone is right over here. Well, one of the things with content, I think that we saw at, at churches, and I know we're talking about children, but we're also talking about uh, children, teens, and church, and. One of the things we all saw during the pandemic, the lockdowns really is what I want to call it. It was the lockdowns that had more impact than the pandemic itself. Mm -hmm. And during those lockdowns, um, there was an interesting stat that came out of the middle of this. This is July 2020. So go back there in your mind with me. It's been a couple months, March, April, May, June, to flatten the curve in two weeks. Yep. Lockdown's been weird. Churches are responding differently. Those who decided to... Um, operate differently or doing so, those that decided to shut down real hard are still shut down, and everybody's kind of picking their path mm-hmm. in July. And in July, an article from July 2020 by Barner Research during that first summer when more churches were streaming than ever before during the lockdowns, 
they noted that just three in 10 churchgoers have had contact with a church leader in the last month. Three out of 10. So you talk about needing the personal connection to set a base for the virtual manifestation. So Brady, you say, hey, this personal connection with a person tells me their virtual manifestation doesn't line up with their life. So I'm not interested versus this is a genuine person. I'm interested in what they have to share their content. And so imagine July, 2020, three out of 10 churchgoers, uh, just three in 10 have had contact with a church leader, an elder, a deacon, a man or woman of faith that's leading in the church. And that is, that's the fellowship. That's the limit of the fellowship for, uh, what would be most of most Americans at that time. And especially at a time when like everyone's really stressed out. I mean, I remember July of 2020, it was like panic attacks for me. Like, oh my goodness, is the world going to end kind of stuff, you know? Right. And And I needed someone to be there. And now my situation was a little bit different. I was a church intern, so that helped. I had connections there. But what's that like for you, Brady? Uh, We hadn't started the recording sermons like we do now. I think we were still doing, we were doing CDs, CD recordings. And we'd go in and record on like a Thursday and give out, CDs to people that was before we ever That's ever brought crazy. out the camera. Yeah. What was that like? Well, it sounded like there was good fruit and feedback from the personal contact of having some kind of gift bag on your doorstep with mm. communion cups. Communion cups and, with the CD. And, yeah. So you guys, if I remember correctly, here at Mountain View, before I ever entered the picture, were uh, you set kind of a, a set time on Sunday when you mm. all could hit play on that CD. And watch it. Watch and listen. Well, not really watch, but listen and take, together. And take basically end up taking communion at the same time. Yeah, that's cool. That that's, was kind of, that's so wholesome. Yeah, it, it was a good it was a good goal, and it seemed to really encourage a lot of people. And then there was some audio content I think loaded online just as an audio file only. Yeah. And then I had just asked, "Is there a reason we can't do YouTube?" And Brady, who it's at, like at I've one been point doing is, this for see in 2020 what that had been i've been doing my own personal one for five years a monetized channel so and then i was like i could do the same thing for church just take my take my camera and use it use it at church still doing a wonderful job and i heard a lot of good feedback from shut-ins you know most people now have smart televisions so everybody just about everybody's got youtube access Mm -hmm. it was simple and at this point free for a lot of that still is and um so that that we so far we saw good responses uh, from the content we were creating, but um, Brady, have there been any issues that cropped up? I'm trying to think if anything major cropped up we had to deal with. Not really, but even uh, being out here, some people can't get here during weather. We've had a couple Sundays where we just where we cancel services just because snow and ice, and we're able to have YouTube sermon videos that I can schedule to upload at 10 o'clock when we'd have normal service. So again, like I said, with the CDs, we're able to take communion at the same time together that's cool if we all watch the video at the same time right and we still have a spare don't we we do there was a spare sermon we recorded <laughs> we i'm gonna have in february do we need to watch it again and make sure it's still applicable because i yeah, tried to make it general and all that Ooh. no it's good it's got a good background in your room isn't it it's true <laughs> so so that the content really what drives the content here at mountain view so far since before my arrival after i've arrived drew since you've come on board mm-hmm. has been what's going to minister to people that's i think that's been the main question is w- how can we minister to people so for this podcast and the content we're creating 
uh, Drew and I, we talked about, hey, uh, we know a lot of friends that know a lot about the bigger churches, don't know much about ministry at a small church, so we just mm -hmm. wanted to share, here's what it is. It is different, it is mm -hmm. unique, but it's good, and here's the benefits. We also would like to have another way to reach out to folks right here at Mountain View and share more different sides of our perspectives we might not launch into during a sermon. Right, during a Sunday sermon. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like Our first episode was about work. Like Everyone goes to work. And so that was very, you know, oh yeah, I can, I can, you know, relate connect that. with that. Yeah. Relate to that. I have a boss that I don't like, or maybe I have a boss that I really like. I don't know. I like my bosses currently. Yeah, I would hope so. Cause one of them sponsoring <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Sponsor. <laughs> Sponsored by Mountain View Church of Christ. Well, um, and this has been neat. The, the church is on board with this. The church board is with us on this. And uh, Brady, of course, this would not be possible without all your help. And um, well, it was possible, just wasn't super great. Yeah, it looked, it was a little grainy and a little not great. But we spent less than like 200 bucks on all this stuff. We just had it. Uh, church members were able to come forward. Hey, yeah, I have a piece of equipment that is really expensive, but you can use it. And then I had to buy cords, which ended up not being necessary, but we use them anyway. And then we just bought pop filters, so hopefully it sounds better now. Yeah. But less than 200 bucks to do this whole thing. We're a church. Any cords you buy is going to get used at some That's point true. at yep. some time. What other thoughts do we have uh, on this part of the discussion of creating content? I'd say just you can use it for good or for bad, yeah. and we should just try to use it for good as much as we can because it can be great or it can be really bad well and you think about what really gets engagement is like negative stuff yeah hating on stuff things stir the, yeah, stir the pot stir the pot and it's really really fun to like get really in deep and hate and hate but then uh and that's it's tempting to like oh yeah i could make something a hate piece about i don't know something but is that using it for good we need to be mindful of how we're doing that so i don't know I think that I think that's the conclusion here for the content, especially when it comes to uh, how we protect and direct children and teens. Yeah, you, is you're using this for good, and if it is uh, casting doubt on your identity and it's becoming a part of your identity, then it's not good. And so let's regulate it. We don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, or perhaps you do. If you got a certain app, like you guys are talking about TikTok, and you say that aspect of social media has not been healthy at this point. We're gonna, addicting. We're going to delete that, but we have to be willing as ministers uh, uh, to come alongside and help discern rather than make it all look evil yeah. or, or make it all look uh, relevant and hip and wonderful. We, we just try to show discernment in that. And um, I mean, like, it is a tool, and it's a tool we're actively using as we speak. This is the podcast. This is social media, um, but we got to use it wisely. Yeah, I, I think Brady summed it up well. Use yeah. it, use it for good. Use it for good. Well, this has been Mike, and this has been Drew and Brady at Mountain View, at, and we're Mike and Drew and Brady at Mountain View. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you can email us at podcast at mvcc six mile dot org. And that's the numeric six podcast at mvcc six mile dot org. And please share this content with your friends and family. And eat your vegetables. <laughs>